0: With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace
1: is a
2: place with the helpful hardware, folks.
1: At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place.
0: Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores.
1: to wire dfs podcast for wednesday july 27th we are at a few days away from the mlb trading deadline so uh, we will do our best to break down some baseball for you with all that hovering around it uh i am your host james seltzer and as always let me welcome in my co-host the man
2: the myth the legend mr benny ricciardi what's up ben and eh, not too much just uh Looking over this this slate we got, a little bit of a split slate today. I think we got six early games and then nine going off at night. So, you know, a couple things for us to look at. A couple good pitchers on the mound, a couple bad pitchers on the mound we want to target against. So not too bad overall.
1: Boom. We'll jump right in with that. As he said, six day games, uh nine night games in the main slate there. So we will break them both down for you. A lot of options today. Uh, day slate starts early today, so so listen to this early. It will be up soon, and uh, and get your lineups in early as well. Twelve ten start both in Cleveland and in Miami. Uh, Washington heading into Cleveland. Steven Strasburg taking on Carlos Carrasco. As we see, perhaps our best pitching matchup of the day in the first matchup of the day. Uh, also at twelve ten in Miami, the Phillies in town. Zach Eflin coming off a complete game shutout. Uh, taking on Adam Conley, the lefty for the Marlins. Uh, another early start in Toronto, 12:37. San Diego in town. Luis Perdomo taking on R.A. Dickey, coming off that extra inning battle last night. 135 start in Beantown as Detroit is in town. Michael Fulmer, the rookie, has been terrific for them, taking on the uh, less terrific uh, Eduardo Rodriguez for the Red Sox, lefty there. 3:10 start in Los Angeles as the Dodgers host the Rays. Matt Moore, the lefty, taking on Brandon mccarthy we round out the uh, the day slate it's in san francisco 345 as dan straley and the reds are in town to take on madison Baumgartner and the giants and then we move on to that main slate 705 start in baltimore colorado in town john gray taking on dylan bundy a uh, couple of former top prospects taking battle there pittsburgh got uh, 705 start as well garrett cole and the pirates host James Paxton and the Mariners. Uh, we move on to a 7 10 start in uh, New York as the Cardinals are in town. Adam Wainwright versus Logan Verrett and the Mets. Uh, then an 8 o'clock start in Chicago as we have the Battle of Chicago. Anthony Renato taking on Jason Hamill in Wrigley. Uh, 805 start in Texas. Hugh Darvish and the Rangers hosting Sean Maniah and the A's. Then we move on to 8-10. We got three 8-10 starts first in Milwaukee. Archie Bradley and the D-backs in town to take on Jimmy Nelson and the Brewers. Uh, 8-10 started in Minnesota as well. Mike Fultonavich and the Braves taking on Tyler Duffy and those twins. And then we uh, last 8-10 start in Houston uh, as Lance McCullers and the Astros host uh, Benny's Yankees and Masahiro Tanaka. Uh, and then we round out the night in eight fifteen, so no super late games tonight, which is nice. Uh, Matt Shoemaker and the Angels taking on the lefty Danny Duffy and his Royals. All right, Benny, let's jump in. Let's start with these early games. 12-10 start here in Cleveland. Uh, Carlos Carrasco on the hill taking on Steven Strasburg. Our best pitching matchup of the day, at least on both sides of the ball. Are you staying away from the bats, Ben?
2: Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. And honestly, for cash games, I'm also staying away from both of these pitchers. And it's not that I don't think either one of them is going to pitch well. I think they're actually both going to pitch well. But over on FanDuel, where the win is so important, I mean, even if you look at the totals of this game, it's a seven and a half total overall. And each team is expected to score about 3.75 runs. I think the Nationals are a little bit more favored, I think they're at 3.8 and um, Cleveland's at 3.7. So basically what Vegas is trying to tell you is this game is about as close to a coin flip as possible. So for cash games, I think you're better off looking for, you know, somebody who you have a stronger probability of a win for. But for tournaments, I actually like games like this where you 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 have to choose one of these two pitchers because a lot of people will shy away from it knowing that both of the pitchers are good and the win's not guaranteed. So if you can choose the right one for your tournament games, you're usually able to get the guy pretty low-owned. And, um, you know, I mean, both of these guys can go out there and strike out 10-plus batters and put up a big number. So that I kind of like about it.
1: Yeah, I agree, especially if I'm going to go one of the two, I'm probably going to go Carrasco for the $800 extra dollars to spread around if it's they're uh, they're favored at, at home, as you said. So I think that's a bit of a value there. But I agree, I'm probably – leaning away on both ends there uh the other 12 start 12 10 start in miami as the phillies are in town zach efflin coming off a complete game shutout his last outing taking on adam conley who has shown that he can be both good and uh less good at times but more good than bad what, what are you starting either of these guys or is this more of a bats game for you
2: yeah, I think I like the bats a little more, although I kind of like Conley a little bit. Um actually, I know you're a Phillies fan. so Let me ask you this. Is Mikael Franco back in the lineup right now?
1: Uh he I I believe he, there's a chance he could play. I don't know if he will play. Uh let me double check and see if he was in I don't think yeah, he was well, in the lineup yesterday, correct? I was going to
2: say yeah, for you know, for those of you who were wondering, he he hasn't been in the lineup for the last like week or so, which is why I asked. He ask.
1: had a bruised uh uh hand, I believe it is. And hand, bruised ankle, one
2: of those things. Go ahead. Yeah, so, well, I mean, basically, if you take, you know, the reason why I ask is if you take Franco out of the top of that lineup, you know, I mean there's not really much in the in the way of right handed, you know, bats that you're afraid of. And against Conley, that's what you want. You want the right handed bats. So. so
1: Franco was back in the lineup yesterday for what it's worth.
2: Okay. So Frank I mean, Franco helps them out. You know, Tommy Joseph, a solid right handed bat against left handed pitching. Um, you know, Cameron Rupp or Carlos Ruiz, whichever one of the catchers they have in, they both hit lefties well. So those are some of the guys you could look at if you want to go up against Conley. I think you know, the total for the Marlins is much higher. So if you're going to take bats, you're probably better off looking at guys on Miami. You know, I mean, I know Eflin threw a great game last time, but he, he hasn't really had a lot of good starts this season. So I'd be all right going after him. But at the same point in time, you know, Miami's not really a, a ballpark where a lot of runs get scored. You know, you look at this Miami team right now, you probably want to go after Eflin with the lefties. You know, Chris Yellich is a, Christian Yelich is a solid play. But at the same point in time, what kind of upside does Yelich have? You know, I mean, a good game for him is like two for three with a walk, a single, a double, and and maybe a run scored or so. So not bad for for cash games. He's solid, but you know, other than that, I really don't see the upside there. You can use Stanton. He's doing all right against right-handed pitching. We prefer him against lefties, but you know that power obviously plays in any park. But I think there's better spots if you're playing an all-day slate. If you're playing the early-only slate where you only have six games. I don't mind using a couple of these Marlin bats.
1: Yeah, I, I could see using Eflin. I don't hate it at all. For 6300 it's such a low price point that for that upside, I'm okay with it. Uh, not a ton of strikeout potential, so from that angle, I, I don't love it. But I'm kind of leaning towards not really liking a ton of players in this game at all. Um, mm-hmm. Just based on the you know, 12-10 start, it's been a low-scoring series, and... Both pitchers have pitched well enough lately. I, I think this is a low-scoring game, so I, I would be okay with Eflin at that price, but I agree, it's not a, a home-run play either way. All right, 12.30 start, Ben, in Toronto, as R.A. Dickey on the hill for the Blue Jays taking on Luis Perdomo and those Padres. you got to get some bats in the lineup today, right, Ben?
2: Yeah, I love the Toronto bats here today. You know, Batista's back in the lineup. Donaldson, Encarnacion, all three of them hit right-handed pitching well, so I think they're in good spots against Perdomo. Uh, you can even look at guys like Michael Saunders. You know, um, you know, the lefty would probably be how I round out my stack if you need to go cheap. I think Tulo is like below 3K today as well. You know, Melvin Upton Jr. now too, even on Toronto. So you you got a whole bunch of bats in here that you could look at. On the other side of the game, I'm not really a big fan of Dickey, and I gotta be honest. I mean, people are still looking at San Diego like this is a lineup that you can just, you know, take any right-handed pitcher against. But they made a lot of smart moves to get some left-handed bats in there. You know, Alex Dickerson, I like a lot. He's been pretty hot. Um, you know, Ryan Shemp, uh, another guy that's been hitting the ball well. Jankowski at the top, leading off. Salarte back from from injury. So they went from a team that basically had no left-handed bats in the lineup to a team that's got, you know, starting four or five of them now. So even though you look at the numbers for the season and San Diego's numbers against right-handed pitching are horrible, I actually like some of these left-handed bats here against Dickey.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I I like that call. I think... um... Even again, well, obviously they were always pretty good against lefties, but now against righties, that uh, you are right to point out that this Padres offense is not a pushover anymore. And, uh, obviously BJ or Melvin is gone. Um, but I mean, Will Myers has been terrific as well. Obviously Matt Kemp is white hot and still priced mm-hmm. pretty affordably, uh, obviously better against lefties, but Dickie, the knuckleballer could go either way. Um, so I'm with you. I think there's some hidden, hidden value in this Padres lineup. Uh, Solarte is, is consistent. Um, and, and their pricing is not insane. So I agree with you. I like that there. And then obviously, uh, Depending on the pricing there, any bats you can get in against Luis Perdomo is a win. All right, Boston, 135 start. The Tigers in town. Rookie Michael Fulmer, who's, uh, I-, I would guess, probably the rookie of the year front runner, at least one of them, uh, maybe along with, like, Tyler Nakin in the uh, American League, taking on Eduardo Rodriguez and those Red Sox. Um, Kind of a strange game here. I mean, you want to get those Sox bats in your lineup, but Fulmer's been really good. Which way are you kind of leaning here, Ben?
2: Yeah, this is, especially if you're playing the early-only slate, this is by far the biggest total game. I think um, some places I'm looking at it has it at 11. Other places has it at 10.5. And it's pretty... Even so, you got to figure that both sides of this game they're expecting five or six runs out of. So, I know Fulmer's been good, but you know, this Red Sox offense can score against anybody. So, I think some of the bats over there are in play. And then, Detroit is a team that drives me nuts because it's an entire right handed lineup going up against Eduardo Rodriguez, who's a lefty that struggles with right handed bats. This should be a great spot for this Detroit team, but we've seen this Detroit team against other lefties recently. And they just really haven't produced. They're one of those teams that just kind of, I feel like lately, they've just been striking out, you know, literally and figuratively against, you know, good matchups that they should be doing well in. I mean, Kinsler, uh, Cabrera, Martinez, Castellanos, all these guys actually have really good numbers against left-handed pitching. But like I said, lately they just haven't been doing it. On this game, though, <clears throat> you know, like I said, biggest total that we have on the early slate. So I do think you got to look at a couple bats on both sides.
1: Yeah. It, it's tough though, to get those Boston bats out of the lineup. Like it's, it's, I feel you. And Fulmer has been really good too. It's kind of a weird game in this spot, but uh you would like to get those Detroit bats in your lineup. But like you said, they've just been very inconsistent lately, but uh It's tough. I want to get some of those Boston bats in the lineup personally, but the pricing is so high that I think it might make sense to just fade it, especially uh, if you're playing an all-day slate and have a lot more options. All right, Benny, uh, we have two more games left on the day slate. Los Angeles, the Dodgers hosting Tampa Bay. Matt Moore in town against Brandon McCarthy, who's been pretty solid since coming back. Uh, What do you think about this one? Not Not many exciting bats in this game, Ben
2: no i mean i would like to take more bats on this dodgers team you know some of these right-handed guys but there's nothing that's really jumping out at me i mean you got guys like scott van like, and maybe a yasiel puig if they're in there that hit lefties pretty well you know justin turner's actually better in righty on righty spots but he's been so good lately i think you can use him but honestly my favorite play in this game is really brandon mccarthy i mean mccarthy's been solid he's given you a little bit of a discount and we know that this Tampa Bay team kind of struggles with, uh, you know, with right-handed pitching. Their best bats, you know, Forsyth, Longoria, uh, you know, Steve Pierce, I'd even throw in there at this point, and And, um, you know, guys like Steven Souza, these are all right-handed hitters. They don't do as well against right-handed pitching. You know, the lefties on this team, Brad Miller, Logan Morrison, you know, Corey Dickerson's actually been solid lately. So he's one guy I'll give a pass to. But... You know, the lefties aren't anything that really scares me. So I think the guy that I like the most in this game is Brandon McCarthy, the pitcher.
1: Yeah, I love McCarthy. I don't even hate Moore here, uh, but I, I agree. I think McCarthy is the best play here. This Tampa offense, as we saw last night, is Bud our shutting them down, too. Um, just especially against right-handed pitching, this offense is, is really inept um and again like you said there's there's not too many guys on the dodgers who i want in my lineup that much right now either so uh, i could certainly see it being a low scoring game all right 345 stars we round out the day slate benny the cincinnati reds in town dan straley taking on madison bumgartner i'm guessing uh, you're sitting your reds but are you throwing mad bum out there highest price pitcher on the board today
2: Yeah, I mean, he's got the lowest, um, you know, the Reds have the lowest team total on the day, um, especially on the early slate. And this is what I was talking about with uh, that first game where you got Washington going up against Cleveland. You know, for... A couple hundred bucks more, you can have Madison Bumgardner over Strasburg or Carrasco, and going up against Straily and his Reds team, you got to figure he's in a better chance for a win. So, especially over on a site like FanDuel, where the win is just so important for you, so crucial for you, yeah. And I mean, it's not like Bumgardner's a bad pitcher. I mean, he's been going seven, eight innings, getting you seven, eight, nine strikeouts, giving up like one or two runs or less. You know, I have absolutely no problem rolling him out there. So, I like Bumgardner a lot, and I don't even hate some of these bats on San Francisco and it's mostly because of a price thing. Like a guy like Denard Span leading off is only two point nine K. That's a really nice price that you can fit into there. You know, um Buster Posey, three point nine K as a catcher, one of my favorite catcher options. I like uh, Brandon Crawford, the other lefty, 3.3K. You know, you've also seen uh, guys like Jared Parker hitting in the three-hole lately. They've really been shaking up this order. I mean, Brandon Belt was hitting six the other day. Parker was hitting third. So I can't even tell you guys until the lineup comes out, you know, who's going to be in there or who's not. But I don't mind if you're using a guy like Bumgarner, you need some cheap bats, So I don't mind using a couple of these um, San Francisco bats. Straley is not horrendous. But the bullpen for the Reds is, and Straley isn't somebody who goes deep in the game. So you can kind of figure probably at least two at-bats against one of the worst bullpens in the league for all these guys as well. So whoever's cheap on the Giants, I think, makes a little bit of sense.
1: It's a great call. I, I emphasize this every time you say it, and I, I feel like I'm a broken record, but it is so crucial to look at the start or look how many innings they usually go or, or tend to go and look at the bullpens because that's a real advantage going up against that Reds bullpen that has been just atrocious from the day the season started until now. So um, it's, a, it's a really nice way to find those hidden values because usually you might – Look at a, a starting match and be like, oh, I don't want to go against that guy. But think about the fact that, that guy usually doesn't go more than five or six innings, even if he's really good or, or coming off an injury or this or that or whatever. There's a lot of factors. So um, I love that second-level thinking and uh, totally agree with the analysis there. All right, Benny, before we move into that nine-game main slate, night slate tonight, let me remind everyone that MLB season is in full swing and that means that daily fantasy baseball is back go to fanduel.com building a team is easy you can just pick your players stay under the salary cap and sit back tonight and watch your team win entry fees started just one dollar so Anyone can play. You don't have to worry about injuries. You don't have to worry about slumps. You don't have to worry about having some guy you hate on your team. You know why? Because you can get rid of them the very next day and every day, even like we're talking about. Early day, you can play one slate, and the night, you can play another one. There's just so many options to to have new players in your life. You're invested in every single game in the league, and and it's just the best. Join over 1 million other users who already won money. It's never too late. Come join and play with me every day over at FanDuel.com. Just go to Fandle.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code RWPOD to sign up now. Special offer for new users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must use my code RWPOD. That's my promo code RWPOD for over $60 in value for just $25. That's $60 in value over it for just $25. Don't forget my code RWPOD. That's Fandle.com where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel, F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. All right, Benny, main slate. Let's start off in Baltimore as uh, a couple of top, top, top former prospects and one who's uh, starting to show some things in the majors. Uh, John Gray in the Rockies in town taking on Dylan Bundy, finally getting a chance after all the injuries to show what he could do in Baltimore. Uh, where are you leaning in this one? Kind of a strange matchup here.
2: You know, I, I kind of disagree with Vegas here a little bit because they have – they have Baltimore as a as a big favorite here, and I really like John Gray. I mean, this kid is good. He's got a high strikeout rate. He's got a high ground ball rate. Two things I love to see with guys who I'm using as a starting pitcher. You know, he's been much better on the road this year, as most people are when their home park is, you know, Coors Field. Yeah. So, you know, I know Baltimore is a pretty good hitter's park, but for him it's actually a park upgrade. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, right handed bats actually do have a higher average against them, but that's the thing. I mean, right handers this year are hitting 240 against them, left handers are hitting 215, so it's not like he's getting hit around at all. You know, doesn't have a lot of walks. I mean, this guy is very, very good, and I kind of feel like he's getting disrespected here. You know, I guess you can look at, at the right handed bats, like guys like Machado and, and Trumbo and uh, you know, Jonathan Shute, uh, Scope. You know, there, there's a lot of righties that can actually hit right-handed pitching on this Baltimore team, so maybe that's why Vegas thinks that way. But honestly, I kind of want to side with Gray here a little bit. And then on the other side with Dylan Bundy, you know, I mean, so far he's he started the season out as a relief pitcher, so I don't expect him to go deep into this game. If we get five innings out of him, that's probably going to be a lot. And Then you're probably going to wind up getting the bullpen for the end. You know, the Rockies are a team that I like so much more at home, but against right-handed pitching, you know, Carlos Gonzalez has like a 4'11 Woba since the start of last year. Um, He's definitely somebody you got to look at. Nolan Arenado, 389 Woba, 311 ISO in righty-on-righty matchup, so he's somebody that you got to look at. You know, Charlie Blackman hasn't been playing great lately, but he's another guy. You know, my problem is these guys are just all very expensive, so if you're using them, you're probably not going to be able to pay up for any high-end pitching.
1: Yeah, uh, John Gray is my favorite play in this game. I I love him in general across the board at 8,000. Like you said, he has been really, really good and even been good at home in Colorado lately. Yeah. Um, and, and even better on the road. I mean, when you look at the how good he's been at home and his home run for fly ball at home is 20%, a little over 20%, it's 11% on the road. So, I mean, you can see the drasticness in terms of... Uh, of the difference, but he's just been great. He's got, you know, a double-digit strikeout percent, uh, you know, du- double-digit strikeouts per nine um, on the road. So uh, really just uh, impressive. And I-, I love the price point, and I know that Baltimore's solid, but better, uh, I- you know, I-, I just feel good about grading this spot for the price, so totally agree with you there. Um, 705 as well in Pittsburgh as we head out. James Paxton, who uh, for the Mariners has pitched – really well lately, coming off a really nice outing against Garrett Cole and the Pirates. Cole has pitched well as well lately, but has not seemed to find his way back to where he was last year with a few injuries and this and that. Cole at 8,500, potentially a value today. What what are you looking at that with today, Benny?
2: Yeah, it's, you know, Cole is a guy that I've been on the fence about today, and I'll, I'll let you guys know why. I mean, yes, he is at home. Yes, he is favored, but the thing that he's done this year, he's absolutely lights out the right-handed bats. So you don't want to take guys like Nelson Cruz, any of the other right-handed bats. You, don't, you want to stay away from them. But lefties this year are hitting over 300 against them. So you're looking at this Seattle team, they're going to throw like, uh, you know, Ioki up top, Seth Smith, Cano, Steger, Lynn. I mean, you're going to have five or six left-handed bats in this lineup to go against them, so I don't think it's really an easy spot for Garrett Cole. He has been pitching better, but this hasn't been the best year for him. I mean, he's been much better in years past, so I'm a little on the fence about using him here. I don't know if I like all those left-handed bats enough to throw any of them in my lineup against Cole, but I also don't know if I see Cole having to kind of big time, like seven, eight innings, you know, eight or nine strikeout start that you're really going to need out of them today. So I'm kind of staying away from it on that side. I actually do like Paxton a little bit more. He's very cheap at under 7K. And let's face it. I mean, this Pirates team has not been hitting the ball well over the last couple weeks. You know, you got a lot of right-handed bats that they're going to throw at him, but right-handed bats don't do all that well in, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's home park. So I think this actually plays a little bit better to Paxton, and I wouldn't mind using him as a tournament option as an underdog.
1: Totally agree. At 6,900, I think he's one of the best just pure values on the board today, especially like you were talking about. I mean, he had double-digit strikeouts his last game. I mean, anytime you have the chance to get a guy with double-digit strikeout upside for under $7,000, it's like a... It's hard not to put him in your tournaments, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. Benny? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. so much upside for such a low price, so um, totally agree. Like the matchup, and uh, one note on the Seattle hitters, Nelson Cruz did leave the game last night with a, a foot injury, a foot soreness is what they said, so I don't know... Past that, nothing has come out. But just keep yeah. an eye. There's a, a he, decent chance he's not in the lineup again tonight.
2: Yeah, he fouled. He fouled the ball off his foot, and then I think he actually stayed in for the at bat or for another inning or two, and then they they wound up taking him out for it. So I don't know how serious it is, but I don't think it's going to be a long term thing. But it is something to worry about today.
1: Yeah, just uh, again, and then that'll be our our daily reminder. Always check lineups. All right, seven ten start in New York. Is the Mets hosting? The Cardinals, Adam Wainwright, has been really good of late, taking on Logan Verrett, who has uh, been Logan Verrett. What do you think about this one,
2: Ben? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to be looking at the the bats on St. Louis. You know, uh, they do actually hit right-handed pitching well, even though it's a very righty-heavy lineup. So, you know, guys like Randall Gurchuk, somebody I really like. Um, You know, if Matt Adams is in there, he's the one lefty I think I can look at. You know, Matt Holliday's been pretty cheap, and he's been producing, so he's somebody else. You know, I'm not. I'm just not a big fan of Logan Verrett, so I don't mind using some of these Cardinals bats. And then, honestly, I, I really can't take too many bats against Wayne right here. His price is jacked up a little bit. I think he's up to, like, 9.2 on FanDuel, Correct. if I saw that right. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a tad high. Uh, he's not a huge strikeout guy at this point of his career. I don't think he's going to get us double-digit Ks, so I don't know if I really feel comfortable paying up that high for him. But I'm also not going to feel comfortable taking a lot of bats against him. I think he's kind of turned it around from, you know, the struggles he had early in the season. And, you know, we know this guy's been a pretty good pitcher for a long time.
1: Yeah, I think he's absolutely turned it around. He's been terrific, but, you know, I think he's got a a, a 2-2 ERA over his last seven starts. So he's been really, really, really good. Um, But like you said, Ben, uh, not a ton of strikeout upside. You know, maybe you're getting a batter per inning, maybe. um, And likely not to go the distance. um, So... Uh, I agree. I, I think for 92, it's a, you know, maybe throw him in a tournament. I don't think he's going to be super highly owned, and that Mets lineup is pretty ugly right now. Um, so I, I think there's, you know, some potential, but I agree on the whole. Uh, I think that's a little too high. And I'm kind of, I mean, I, Verrett uh, is someone to target, but at the same time, there's no one in that re- uh, Cardinals lineup right now. No lefties who really, uh, you know, I'm getting super psyched to throw in against Verrett there. So maybe yep. Adams um, potentially if cheap, but. Uh, I'm probably just staying away from that game altogether. All right, mm-hmm. Ben, 8 o'clock start in Wrigley as the uh, the Cubs, who uh, have been struggling to get that offense going. Uh, hopefully, I'm guessing, can get it going against Anthony Renato tonight. Uh, take it on Jason Hamill for the Cubs. Anthony Renato, White Sox pitcher. Um, what do you know about Renato, and are, are you uh, stacking Cubs thinking they get back on track?
2: Yeah, you know, Renato's been a guy who's been pitching more out of the bullpen for them. And he's taken over for Jacob Turner, who they called up and, you know, basically got shelled, I think, in the two starts that Turner had. So, I mean, I don't know how good Renato is, but if he was behind Turner and Turner's getting shelled, I can't imagine he's going to go out there and spin a gem today. So, you know, like you said, I agree. The Cubs have not been hitting, but this looks like a spot where they should be able to get back on that horse. You know, you gotta love Anthony Rizzo, the lefty against the right-handed pitcher. You know, Chris Bryant, good and righty on righty matchups. Wilson Contreras still way too cheap. I don't know what this guy has to do to get them to raise his price, but you know, he's still way, way too cheap. And then even some of the other guys that you can look at. You know, you got the the, the Zobrist, and I mean that from top to bottom, that Cubs lineup is in a good spot here. So I think you can, you know, roll out whichever guys you want from there. And then on the other side, you know, Hamill's not a guy that has big upside, but he also hasn't been getting knocked around this year, so I don't think they're going to put a lot of runs up against him. You know, you probably want to look at the left-handed bats, so maybe Adam Eaton, maybe Melky Cabrera, but outside of that, I, I, I'm not really a big fan of this White Sox lineup. I don't know about you, but I feel like I very rarely throw guys in there. Maybe a Tim Anderson. <clears throat> uh, he's still pretty cheap. I think he's min-priced today at, you know, 2200 which, you know, that just seems crazy for me for a guy that's going to be up towards the top of the order other than maybe Anderson today at that price, um, you know, and Melky and any, and, he, and they're, they're all very cheap, but I just, I really just don't see a lot of runs coming out of this game.
1: Yeah, I feel like every single week you and I talk about how much we don't like the White Sox offense. It's pretty funny. But uh, yeah. also,
2: yeah, it is, it is one of those
1: um, weird days where there's um, a lot of solid pitchers, a lot of, you know, mediocre pitchers, but not a ton of the, the extremes one way or the other, which sometimes, you know, it's not, you know, the worst pitchers in baseball and not the best pitchers across the board. It's kind of a, a mix with a few, you know, on the far ends uh, involved. So it's kind of a, a weird day in my mind. Um, all right, Benny, let's go on. 7. I'm sorry, 8.05 star in Texas. Oakland in town. Sean Manaya taking on you, Darvish. Darvish obviously, um, you know, has the most upside, <laughs> as much upside as anyone on the board, but at 9,600, he will to take that risk for a guy who might not go more than
2: six innings yeah well, see that's the that's the drawback of this game I mean I'm not looking at any of the Oakland bats cuz I think Darvish is gonna shut him down if I knew Darvish was gonna give me seven or eight innings he would by far be my starter especially at that price but with them kinda going slow with him coming back from the injury you know he's gonna go five maybe six innings I think because that's what he's done in every one of his other starts up to now so, unless I hear something that says we're taking the reins off and just kind of letting them go and throw 100, 110 pitches today, which I don't think they're going to do because it, there's really no reason for them to do that, I don't know if I can use Darvish, but I'm definitely not using any of the Oakland bats. And then on the other side with uh, Manea, he's been lights out to left-handed bats. So, any of these lefties you want to stay away from, but right-handed bats have hit him very well. So, guys like Ian Desmond, uh, guys like um, Adrian Beltray, uh, you know, Ryan Rua, if they throw him in the lineup, uh, Jerks Pro Profar, switch hitter, um, you know, batting from the right side. He's been pretty good this year. Th- those are the guys that I would kind of look at. Stay away from the lefties. You know, Manea is very tough on the lefties, but I think all the right-handed bats for Texas are in play.
1: Yeah, and I, just to echo that Darvish point, um, not only, you know, do they not need him to go too many more innings and, and is he still coming back from the surgery and stuff so they're not going to push him but he's also a guy who and you get the strikeouts but with the strikeouts come the pitches so um just Mm -hmm. it's really really unlikely that unless it's one of those days where where Oakland is swinging first pitch every at bat you know it's it's going to be unlikely that Darvish is able to grind his way through more than six innings maybe seven max so um I agree you really do lose some upside There. All right, Benny, moving on at four games left on the slate. 8 10 start in Milwaukee as the Diamondbacks are in town. Archie Bradley taking on Jimmy Nelson. Uh, Both pitchers have had their moments, but both quite fallible as well. Uh, Where are you leaning here, Benny?
2: Yeah, with. you know with jimmy nelson you definitely want to attack him with uh with left-handed bats i mean that's usually the way you want to do it the problem is you know lamb got banged up the other day so he might not be in that lineup chris herman is already out for arizona as well the only left handed bat i think they have left in that lineup is michael bourne and it's you know i mean i guess you can throw bourne in there if you want but it's not somebody that i really love you know he's no
1: jason bourne am i right benny (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, no, no one's Jason Moore. I'm a big, I'm a big, born too. you know trilogy fan. They're so, terrific. Yeah. They're great movies. Yeah, I, and you know what? I bet you he could hit left-handed pitching.
1: Oh my God! Are you kidding me? He could hit God pitching to him. It doesn't even. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, you're looking at this team. Like I said, I mean, Nelson's pretty tough on right-handers. So if they're going to be throwing like you know all these right-handed bats, Segura, Goslin, Gold, well, Goldschmidt, I think is in play anyway, but Castillo, Tomas. I just don't think it's a really great spot for Arizona. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Jimmy Nelson's going to go out there and be a stud, throw him in your lineups. But, you know, it's just it's not a team that really takes advantage of the weaknesses that he has. And then on the other side, you know, Archie Bradley, right-handed pitcher going up against Milwaukee. Milwaukee doesn't hit right-handed pitching all that well. You know, you got Velar and Scooter Gannett up at the top of the order, the only two real left-handed bats that I'm scared of. But all the big bats, the guys in the middle, the Ryan Bronze, the you know, Jonathan Lucroy's, the Chris Carters, they're all righty and right-handed pitchers have done much better against uh Milwaukee this year than the lefties have. So again, I don't like Bradley. It's not a guy that I'm gonna be using. You know, Milwaukee's a good hitter's park. I think there'll be some runs scored. But I really don't see either one of these teams profiling well against the pitcher they're going up against today.
1: Yeah, no, I am, uh, I am staying away there as well. Uh, I agree. I think this has like, uh, you know, four three written all over it, or yeah. something like that. You know, um, so, so very much agree. Good analysis there. Um, one thing I will echo uh, was I can't even remember, Benny. I lost it. How about that, Jason Bourne? Go see the movies. I think it's coming out on Friday. That's what we really should. We oh, should the have like one, a. new one. Yeah. I should should be getting some sort of you know residuals or something for promoting this movie two days before it comes out. Like subtle, you know, just like out of nowhere. I mean, Benny, right? I we mean, get, we should
2: we should have Matt Damon on. As yes. As a can
1: we? That's what I was about to say. What are our bookers? Our our people who just yeah. spend time booking this show for us. What are they doing? This is. We...
2: Yeah,
1: DVR, get on that. Let's go. <laughs> All right, and with that, uh, we'll move on to an 8-10 start in Minnesota. That was Atlanta in town. Mike Fultonavich, I'd like to hear Matt Damon pronounce that name, taking on Tyler Duffy. Uh, finally, a game where I'm guessing we got to get some bats in. Oh, wait, it's two of the worst offenses out there. Uh, any hidden values here, Benny?
2: Yeah, I actually like the Atlanta bats more than I like Minnesota. You know, um is a guy that you want to take left-handed bats against. So you're looking at Minnesota. I mean, who do you have left-handed? You know, Kepler's actually been pretty good, so he yeah. could be somebody that you can look at. But I mean, the second best left-handed bat there is probably Joe, Joe Mauer. He's yeah. not. Yeah, he's not a guy that I've played at all this year. I mean, you know, I, I don't see the upside. He doesn't steal bases. He doesn't hit a lot of home runs he's anymore. So, now. yeah, I mean, other than Kepler, I don't think you can take anybody on the Twins. I do like some of these Atlanta bats, though. I mean, against Duffy, you want the left-handed bats. You know, obviously, Freddie Freeman, probably the best one. You know, there's not a lot of upside outside of that. I mean, you got guys like Jace Peterson and and Kekis and Ciarte. You know, it's just really an an ugly game. They're expecting a, a decent amount of runs. It's a nine total in this game. But, you know, like you said, it's just it's two bad offenses. So some of these guys are cheap. I'm going to be rolling them out there if I need to you know, fit in something to get a, a high-end pitcher in there, but I, I don't expect to see, like, Atlanta putting up 10 runs today.
1: Yeah, it's one of those frustrating games where you know that runs will be scored, you just don't know who, how, why, or anything about it, and thus it's it's really hard to, uh, to invest too much. But I agree, I think... Uh, Freddie Freeman, a nice play. That poor guy's got, like, 17 or 18 homers and, like, 35 RBIs. It's hard to believe. All yeah. right, <laughs> uh, um, Betty, two games left on the slate. Uh, both, actually, really interesting pitchers duels from that, you know, just below the ace-type tier, that next, those next guys down in the 8,000-type the range. Uh, Houston hosting your Yankees, uh, and and we're running long today, but uh, I'll allow you to give your quick take on the Chapman trade as well, if you'd like, but... um. Tanaka against McCullers, two, uh, you know, nice upside arms uh, in that uh, eight thousand. Uh, Tanaka is, oh, excuse me, Nine thousand for Tanaka, ninety one hundred for McCullers. Uh, are you going bats against them, or, or are you ride one of these two guys?
2: No, I actually like both of these pitchers. If I had to choose, which a lot of you will, because they're basically the same price, um, I think I go McCullers because he has more of the strikeout upside. He's at home and he's favored. And, I mean, despite being a Yankees fan, I'll be the first one to admit this isn't a very good lineup this year at all. As you have
1: many times this year. No one can can accuse you of not ripping the Yankees lineup on this podcast.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's the fan in me, and then there's the DFS player in me. The fan (laughs) in me is going to root for the Yankees every night. The DFS player in me is not going to be stupid enough to put him in my lineup. So that's kind of the way I feel about it here. You know, again, Tanaka going up against Houston. This Houston team is much better against left-handed pitching. The big bats that you want to use, you know, struggle more with right-handers. The, the guy I like the best is probably Correa. He's the best bat in righty righty-on-righty spots. But honestly, I, I'm perfectly fine not taking many bats in this game. I, like I said, I like Tanaka. I like McCullers a little bit more, and I think that's probably the way to go.
1: Yeah, I agree. I have literally nothing added. Exactly the same. Like both pitchers, we'll probably have some shares of both. Like McCullers more. Uh, and, and kind of staying away from the bats, Benny real quick before we do the final game. Chapman, you got to be as a Yankee fan. i'm I'm assuming you're very happy with the trade.
2: Well, I mean, here's the way I look at it is I didn't think they were gonna re resign him, so I have no problem with them getting rid of him and getting something for him before he walks for nothing. The kid who they got in, um, you know the the nineteen year old kid is, Torres. yeah, it's supposed to be a big time prospect. So, you know, if it takes two or three years for this kid to make it to the majors, and then he has a, you know, 15, 20-year career like Derek Jeter did as a shortstop for, you know, the foreseeable future, I really have no problem with it. You know, people, people were upset about it, but it's like, hey, listen, here's the deal. You knew you weren't keeping this guy in Chapman. So get rid of him now. Get some some guys in there. The other kid they got is like the number five prospect in the Cubs system, too. So he could be another guy that gets up to the big club eventually one day. You know, trades like this, you can't really talk about now. We got to talk about it three years from now when we see how everything plays out and, you know, what these kids decide to turn into, uh, you know, at the big league level at some point.
1: You heard it here first, Glabar Torres, the next Derek Jeter, out of Benny I, I, Ricciardi's mouth. I hope. I'm not going <laughs> right to now, I hope. No, I'm with you. though. I mean, look, to to trade to a guy who, like you said, I don't think they're signing. And even still, they could still sign uh, to get a top 30 prospect, especially a position like shortstop. Uh, 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 shout out to Brian Cashman. The guy just keeps getting things done. Really uh, nice job there. All right, Benny, eight fifteen 15 start as we round out the night. An early game, no late-night games tonight. Uh, so you're going to be watching early. Uh, Kansas City hosting the Angels uh, last night, thirteen to nothing, blowout. Tyler Skaggs looked great, but tonight Matt Shoemaker has been one of the surprises of the season, uh, taking on Danny Duffy. A couple of uh, pitchers who've been really good, Ben. Where, where do you? If you had told me Matt Shoemaker versus Danny Duffy in at the beginning of May, I would have been like, give me every hitter in the game, and and now I I don't know if I want to go up against either of these guys.
2: Yeah, I think, and I I wish I still had the stat, but I was looking through and and sorting through stats the other day. Matt Shoemaker has been like a top five pitcher over the course of the last 60 days, which I knew he was pitching well, but I couldn't believe how well. I mean, the guy's getting strikeouts. He's not giving up runs. He's got that home run problem that that plagued him in the past under control. I mean, he's been really, really good, and honestly, this Kansas City offense right now is kind of weak. So I actually like Shu a little bit. I think he's uh, in a pretty solid spot here. And then Duffy has actually been really good too. He's upped his strikeout numbers, so he actually makes a little bit of sense to pay up for. I don't like the fact that he's over nine K, um, but again, if you look at the other side, this Angels offense isn't really all that great against. Even though they have all these right-handed bats, they're not all that great against left-handed pitching. The one guy that stands out to me is Mike Trout, who really is about the only guy on the Angels that I ever really use and probably the only bat I'd even be looking at in this game.
1: Yeah, it's same thing. Like, honestly, I Pools, I will say, has been pretty hot lately. Um, mm-hmm. I know because I'm going up against him in season long. <laughs> That's the only reason I know. Uh, but, I mean, if you check out Pools' price at 3500 you know, not ideal. But, you know, with the guys he's surrounded around, you know, he's the same price as... Mark Reynolds uh, cheaper than Valencia or Hosmer or whatever. So I think there's some upside there. But I agree, man. I like both Shoemaker and Duffy. I would be happy with either of these guys in my lineup. Obviously, their prices have gone up. But um, I, I think this is a game for the pitching. I, I really do. Uh, so, Ben, any and final thoughts before we come back at, uh, at everyone tomorrow?
2: No, there is there's a ton of good pitching on the mound today. So it, it's really tough to figure out where you want to go. What I'm going to try to do is figure out which bats I want to put in my lineup because I think the bats are going to be more important than the pitching tonight. There's going to be five or six pitchers that put up some pretty good numbers here, so you you can get away with having this guy or that guy, you know, even if they're not the the top top option on the day. But what I think it's really going to come down to with all these good pitchers is you got to find the bats that are going to put up numbers. If you get good numbers out of your bats tonight, you know, I think there's so many different ways you can go with pitching to get a good number that you'll wind up with a good score.
1: See, that's why he's the best. I'm just going to shut up and let let that be the end there. As we said, we will have Matt Damon on the show tomorrow to talk about the Bourne movies uh, and about his relationship with Michael Bourne. Uh, don't don't <laughs> quote me. We're, we're see we've got DVR working on getting Matt Damon on tomorrow. So so everyone keep your fingers crossed. Until then, we will be back. I am James Selter. He's Benny Ricciardi. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. This has been the Rotowire DFS podcast from Major League Baseball for July the twenty seventh. Go out there, good luck, win some money.